Hey entrepreneurs, are you trying to make bigger profits in your small business? If you're like most of us business owners, increasing your profitability is always on your mind and you're probably looking for ways to grow your revenue while you're growing your company. Well, you found a podcast that shares ideas to help you do just that. I'm Marcia Reiner. I'm a business growth strategist and I've helped tons of small business owners to establish and implement a tangible plan that guarantees increased profitability guide your growth, and plans for your future exit. Because building a highly profitable and sale-ready business creates a win-win scenario. That's more money now and a windfall when it's time to let go. So I want to share strategies that I've learned with you on today's Profit with a Plan podcast. But before we get started, I have some really exciting news. Please mark your calendar. I've got an amazing business acceleration event coming up on Saturday morning, June 17th. This is where myself and three other experts are going to be sharing 12 costly, profit-killing mistakes that are stalling your growth. Join us for just two hours. There'll be four experts and 12 powerful strategies that will accelerate your business. Hey, it only takes one tip to change the course of your business in your life. But guess what? We're giving you 12. So go register today at joinaccelerateNow.com. I know you're going to love this event, and it'll be a great two hours invested. So I'm really excited to have my guest on with me today, Tyler Horsley. Tyler's career as a U.S. federal officer, having worked for two government agencies and a military contracting group, Tyler founded Nuclear Networking, which is a fantastic name. Nuclear Networking is a business growth agency created back in 2010, and they use a unique combination of tech, AI, and real-time multi-channel reporting to fast-track results processes. So that's what we're all looking for in businesses, right, is to get a fast-track on our marketing. So Tyler grew that out organization to over 5 million in five years and is ranked in the top 5% of the nation in the Inc. 5000 list and sold to a private equity group, which he now is a partner. With all of his M&A experience, Tyler focuses solely on business growth strategies for companies that he buys, builds, consults, and sells. So Tyler, welcome to Profit with a Plan podcast. I'm so excited to have you here today. Thank you for having me. Thanks for the intro as well. (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah. You know, it's it's always good to have a little bit so that way I'm not asking you all sorts of questions. But let me go with a basic one. You know, coming from this military world and government world, really, where's the connective link to networking and nuclear networking, which I just, I love the name. Yeah, it does seem like a jump, right? For most people, it's like, well, that's <laughs> odd. That's an interesting career change. So I um, have always kind of had a passion for one, entrepreneurship since I was a kid, you know, from lemonade to mowing lawns to uh, taking a quarter to scuba driveway, like anything I could. For some reason, I was born a little hustler. And then um, secondly, my profession, as you had mentioned in the intro, prior to nuclear was in law enforcement on the federal side. And so I worked for two different government agencies and a military contracting firm. And a lot of that investigative skill set and the profiling actually carried over quite well into marketing, building profiles for my clients and investigating their competitors, why they're winning and what to do to essentially help them uh, you know, surpass and succeed. 
And so kind of with that messaging, I worked with a gentleman, Tom Fry, he's a futurist speaker. And, you know, even before the business was formed, you know, maybe two years prior, we were just trying to think of a name, like what kind of embodies a relational driven company that's not just trans, you know, transaction focused like our culture is now. Uh, and of course we came up with networking, right? Network defines net worth. And then it's like, well, what's the most powerful thing I could think of? Nuclear. And so that's kind of how the name was uh, derived. <laughs> I love it. I love it. You know, having these little stories that, uh, that produce, you know, the results that we're looking for. And I think attractive names are huge hooks, right? It's that branding line. Mm -hmm. But for most of us small business owners, branding means nothing, right? I don't have a billion dollars to throw at my advertising like Coca-Cola does, right. right? So how in the world do we take our really cool name, like, you know, nuclear networking, or in my case, um, you know, infinite profit, I think is another really right. cool name. Totally. So how do we take, how do we take that? And get it into a position where where we can stand out from the others. Where can how can we move and position ourselves to be recognized without that billion dollar budget? Mm -hmm. I think it's and well, we were indirectly kind of talking about this before the show, but I think it's the ability to succinctly uh, communicate what you do, why you do it, and the core differentiators all in one sentence. And for people to be able to read something and to stop and go, man, that is different. It's not just, you know, hey, we're, you know, ranked well on the Better Business Bureau or we've been in business for 15 years, like all the standard qualifiers. It's something really unique and different. And like, that's a great start followed by what is your offer? So maybe they're really impressed, but are you able to give them an offer or something of value that they would be foolish to say no to? perhaps even free value. And if you compare those two things, you know, that that's really a, a great start to getting attention quickly. Yeah, my goodness. I think that that's, that's the, that's the million dollar in this case, if we're talking Coke, the billion dollar solution, right. To get them to stop in their tracks and, and look more at what you offer. Um, but that's gotta be that, that's gotta be that one of the hardest things to really nail down. Um, I, I don't remember who, who, uh, who wrote it, but they said, um, oh, I would have written you a shorter letter if I had more time, right? You know, to be really mm -hmm. succinct with the things that we want to say and have the impact right. that we want to say. So there's got to be some sort of methodology that we could all use to, to get that, you know, mm -hmm. scroll stopping hook of sort yep. and, and get them to want to know more. Yeah. There is, it's, um, I'm sure there's different styling preferences for, you know, agencies, businesses, and more alike. We developed a uh, platform and a workshop for just those things. And, and they are two to four hours long, right? And it's the ability to really try to get inside the founder's mind. We're really good at telling people what we do. Like every company, you go to any site, here's what I sell. You can buy it. It's like, but why are you crap. selling it? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And like, we see that 16,000 times a day. So mm. it's like, why are you selling? You know, what pain are you carrying for me? And what goals are you helping me reach? And if you're really confident, what guarantees are you offering? And mm. if we can think of those things first and think deeply, um, that workshop allows us to basically challenge that thought process of the founder. And what we also very quickly find out is a lot of the passion in the founder's voice of why they do what they do 
isn't even on the website. It's just not. And if it is, it's it's hidden or it's not easily navigatable. So it's those are things that we try to pull out right out of the gate, um, you know, in that funnel building process. So let me ask you a question then. So is it is it more about the founder's passion and what's in the founder's head? Or is it more along the other side of what's in the client's head, right? You know, because I always hear these, you know, folks that say, oh, you got to know your client. You got to understand what is their deepest, darkest secret that keeps them up at two in the morning and that kind of stuff. So are we thinking of it from the owner's side of why they're in business? Or are we thinking on the buyer's side as why they'd want to buy my stuff? Yeah, we start with, uh, well, both perspectives, just as a short answer, are are just as important. But if somebody is selling roofing and you have four other people selling roofing, asking the owner why they do what they do and then later finding out it's a fifth generation company and they give 20% of their money away to nonprofits to help children, mm-hmm. that has nothing to do with the customer base they serve at that point in time. It's a core differentiator that we can lead, you know, first with in the market. And now that actually creates, here's the audience we wish to serve. And so I know this sounds kind of strange, but it's, you know, if you create a solution, even if it's for everyone, if it's a bottle of water, you might actually have a specific audience that you like working with the founder. Um, I can certainly tell you, and you already know this too, but it's, there's, there's clients that aren't a good fit. You know what I mean? To work with you or to work with me or scope creep or just misalignment. And so we typically start with the founder first. Why did you create this thing? What is your passion? And try to capture all that to start developing more of a story, that branding piece. And then we, you know, back to what does it solve and more. And then we compare that with the second part of that workshop is actually a competitor deconstruct. So we're like, here's how you're positioning yourself. Here's how you could be. Here's what all your other competitors are saying in the market. And what needs are they actually addressing, if any at all? Um, right. just like Google, people will pick the best of the worst in the crowd. Meaning if nobody deserves to show up first on Google, you never see an empty page. Very rarely Google's going to mm-hmm. elevate someone. And it doesn't mean that they do SEO. Well, it just means that they were kind of the best pick out of many who mm-hmm. don't do much. And so we just try to, you know, try to cover all those facets. What is everyone else doing? What's the passion behind you, what you're doing, core differentiators, and then certainly, you know, what pain or what goals are you helping your customers solve in their perspective and like in yours? That. I like it. It's it's definitely a different angle of looking mm. at it. And not everybody has a story, but, you know, in reality, everybody got in a business for one reason or another. And if you don't have a passion, then you're probably missing out on a huge connection point with your audience. Um, speaking of roofers, we have a roofer in Southern California. Um, the guy has kind of a, a unique name, but, you know, he is very philanthropic and, you know, on all of his trucks, he's got like, you know, that, that piece, you know, that piece yeah. that's attached that he'll go out and put roofs on houses for people that, that need it versus people that, you know, I mean, that really need it, that can't afford it kind of thing. Right. Um, you know, so I think that becomes... I'd rather, I'd rather spend my money with, um, you know, in a sustainable environment, or I'd rather spend my money with women owned business or military owned business, or, you know, uh, there's, there's always a reason the buyer spends money. And if you, if you can't, if you can't choose something because there's a reason, then it 
then you're just at price, right? Sure. That's exactly right. Yeah. If you don't have a core differentiator, how else are people going to determine whether they work with you? You're, you're kind of forcing them to price shop at that point, really, or convenience shop. And and neither of which is really the true value that you're, you're bringing. (laughs) So, right. Right. Interesting. All right. So, so say the, the, say the business owner doesn't really have a passion, right? They're, they're, they're a middle company, right? They're, they've been going for five years. They've, you know, making three, four, 500,000 a year in, in business. You know, they've, they've done it by almost pure accident, right? That they've gotten to that point. Um, how do you, how do you build that? How do you get them to really come out and say what is really important to them? Sure. Yeah. So two things I'd address uh, in that case, and we work with a lot of those folks, by the way, first and foremost, if, if there's not a story and, and certainly not everybody, you know, has that philanthropic story and, and it's not a necessity. So if just like a lot of marketing, if you're in a commoditized industry where you can hire like 15 different people, and they kind of all do the same thing, and maybe they're all priced the same. Um, then at that point in time, just look at like fast food restaurants that kind of compete with each other on the same price point, same demographics, same everything. At that point in time, it really becomes, and again, I know I keep referring back to this, but back to that workshop. From that workshop, the entire purpose of everything that we do there, uh, based on competitor research, their passion, their background, and just money, you know, margins, any information we can learn about the business, the whole purpose of that, it basically converts into an objective-driven campaign. So an objective-driven campaign back to the fast food world is bring this coupon in for a free X, Y, or Z, right? And so it's like, oh, that's not, hey, are you hungry? We serve food, come eat. It's like this one specific offer is for you and it's free. And so those are core differentiators that we kind of help them with like, what are we willing to use as a loss leader to capture somebody's attention within your audience to bring them in the door with the assumption that we're going to measure once they can, you know, buy the free thing, quote unquote, or get the free thing, how many of those actually convert down? And then we back that into what's the true cost per acquisition. One other thing that I throw in here real quick is if I meet somebody like that, because kind of the story you told been in business five years, kind of accidentally did A, B, and C, three to 500,000 a year. That's a lifestyle business. And so they may not want to grow or they may not have the ability because mm-hmm. it's like, well, it's um, my husband and I or my wife and I, and we're just kind of winging this, man. We, we don't really have the bandwidth to do X, Y, and Z. And if you tripled our, so what we do is once we have the objective driven campaigns, we build the entire marketing funnel on the back end of the funnel, we do sales automation. And so that essentially helps those individuals through AI automatic journeys kind of pre-qualify and pre-close their leads for them. And so we give them bandwidth and time back, not just leads. Nice. Yeah. You know, it's funny. I was just writing about that. You know, people always think that leads are going to be, oh, uh, I have a lead. Now I have closed business and there's a direct line between the two, not realizing that goes like this all the way between the two. Right. And it's a longer line. Um, but uh, but as I digress, um, but I think that that's really really important. We know that we know for a fact, right? And and this is true across any board. If you're not growing, you're dying, 
right? So growth has sure. a lot of, you know, growth doesn't mean market domination and I'm going to become the next Amazon. It just means that you have to be, you have to outperform inflation, right? You have to outperform the raise that you, you gave to your, to your, you know, employee, you have to outperform and, and continue a forward momentum. You don't have to, you know, become the, the beat all end all Amazon <laughs> you know, right. kind of company. That's right. Um, but I think that a lot of, a lot of people, they have fear, right? You know, mm -hmm. I, I don't know what to do. I don't know how to do it. Um, I thought I was doing it right. I didn't have right. any kind of guidance <laughs> commonly put in place. These business owners knew something, had a jam, they had a skill set. They, they, they left corporate with this, with this skill, and then they mistakenly wrapped a business around it. And they don't know how to make it go forward any farther. And I think that's where people like you come in that can help really structure the business in a way that makes it easier and, and mm -hmm. scalable and growable, even if it's at, you know, incremental 5% growth per year. Yeah. Yeah, certainly. And even, even bigger than growth. And I, I call that, it's kind of dark, I guess, but building yourself a prison. A lot of entrepreneurs do that. And it's like, I'm going to leave a full-time job and create my own company. And before you know it, you're working 80 hours a week at a job that paid you less than the one you just left and all the responsibilities on you. And so different methodologies, I'm sure you're familiar with too, but it's, you know, traction, EOS, scaling up. There's a lot of these methodologies that you can run. And to ruin the surprise, essentially you build an accountability chart of, Hey, what's needed to run a company like this? Well, somebody has to do accounting and now you do this and now you do that. And all of a sudden you have a marketing department, a sales department, an accounting department, a COO, CEO. And, and then you're like, oh, cool. Put the name in the seat who's working there now. And you're in all the seats. And, but if <laughs> yeah. you can if you could do, with the do worst, that exercise. With the worst boss, right? Working for yeah, the yeah, worst yeah. company totally. uh, exactly. and making less than minimum wage. <laughs> Nailed it. Yeah. So it, it's a good start though for thinking of like, how can I delegate and who can I actually replace these seats with? And that's a good start. There is hope, right? So. Yeah. Love it. All right. So let's bounce back. Um, I know we can, you know, Tyler, we've got a whole lot of experience between the two of us that we can go down some, some serious rabbit holes and, and talk about different, different ideas that companies need to grow. Mm -hmm. But let's come back to really doing that, that, that stopping motion, right? When we've got competitors out there, we're talking about our company, we're trying to get more, more business coming through the door or better business or more, I launched a new product, whatever the reason is, but there needs to be that constant flow of mm -hmm. leads coming in that you can convert and close along the way. And I think that's the biggest dark hole that I see with clients is that they really don't know what they're doing. They come out and they say, like you said earlier, oh, we've, uh, we've, we've been in business for 50 years or we're great service, right? Um, right. We've got, you know, we've got new trucks, whatever their, whatever their thing is, it always seems to be wrong. Mm -hmm. And they're not talking about the right thing when they're going out to their clients or the prospects so that they can really bring them in and have people, you know, go through the system and, and buy. Mm -hmm. I think two, two things come to mind just right out of the gate. One is obviously, how can you differentiate yourself enough and provide real value 
not the same thing everybody else is saying or just winging it to your point, new trucks, this, that, or the other. First thinking through the lens of like, what pain am I solving of my customers? And can I lead with that? One of the examples I use, it's a little goofy, but I grew up with dogs. And so we worked with a vet clinic and how do you differentiate a vet clinic? I mean, hey, I need someone to administer vaccines to my animals or do X, Y, and Z or clip the nails or whatever that is. I mean, it's kind of, you know, every vet kind of does the same thing. And one of the core differentiators, I mean, these people really, really loved animals. And so it's something to the extent of um, when your animal is here, it's basically like an animal med spa. And after they finish their treatment, you can go shopping. We're going to put them on a memory foam mattress and pet them and give them (laughs) snacks and love them better than you. And so like, it's like, that has nothing to do with vaccinations for animals, even though that's why a customer is going there, but it's like this additional value of like, I really want my animal to be loved. I love them. That's why I'm bringing them to you. And so like really getting to the heart of what pain are you solving? What are you really providing to these folks? And then once you get them, because getting them is the most expensive part, by the way, that's why marketing, yeah, AB testing is important. It doesn't happen overnight. It's not instant. I don't know anybody listening in, but I can't force humans to buy something, right? So it's like, we can, we can strongly, you know, communicate and motivate them to do so. But once you have a customer, even if you're in cleaning, if you're a carpet cleaning company, if, if back to roofing or really anybody, how can you develop a loyalty program or a reason to communicate with that person again in perpetuity? Mm-hmm to build a relationship and build trust. So the next time they need something, you're top of mind. Like that's also, so there's front top of funnel, which we're talking about right now, how to develop those differentiators and drive leads. But there's this whole bottom of funnel that small businesses, especially we just don't have time to manicure the bottom. And it's like, man, a Christmas card or this card or, you know, a discount or a monthly cleaning subscription at 25% off, like those types of thinking the loyalty programs can drastically boom your business uh, for a far less cost per acquisition. I love it. Manicuring the bottom. That's, that's fantastic. You know, and, and retention of existing clients, you know, is at a fraction of the cost, you know, than the acquisition part, as you mentioned, you know, whether you're running ads or paying a, a, an organ, an agency to come out and do it. If you're, you know, creating the, 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 the marketing pieces and the it's it's a lot up front and they do often forget about how do we nurture the ones we've already got how do we get them yeah. to come back buy again totally. buy more valuable products or buy mm-hmm. you know buy add-ons upsell cross-sell you know downsells the, the the different pieces that we can do on there which could really leverage the profit which is a lot of the things that I talked to and I'm glad you you brought that up because I think it's super important but I think that, you know, what I'm getting out of this is it's not one thing, right? It's not the one and done, here's what's going to work and it's going to happen overnight, I guarantee it, right? Never. Um, right. I know. It's yeah, exactly. a combination, right, of all these balls that need to be in the air that the business owner has to think about, you know, and, and execute on well to keep the business moving. It is, and and very rarely to give the business owners grace. They don't have the bandwidth, right? And so that's, and if, same with us, with with both you and I, if we can lead with value and free education and kind of build that trust without asking for a conversion, um, 
that's a good way to start shopping for marketing or business yeah. growth support or anything like that, because um, to their benefit as well, sometimes other companies out there, marketing companies, as an example, the field that I'm in, it's like, man, they're, they're kind of, it feels like they're everywhere. They're a dime a dozen. You don't know who's mm-hmm. going to do what and if they're thinking about things right. And most people in my industry just sell traffic, right? Like we chatted about, it's just SEO or paid ads. And it's maybe some business owners, it's like, oh, I've already tried this before. It didn't work three it times. It didn't work. It didn't yeah. work. That's right. the biggest common piece yep. is that it's not working for them. Yep. Yeah, so that that thought partnership is rarely present. It's usually, hey, good to meet you. What do you want to show up for online? I got it. And and then everybody, both parties are not happy uh, because it's not working. And it's that holistic view of the 10 points of like, what do we need before and after, not just traffic? And and if you can complete that funnel, you have a predictable revenue machine. Um, Mm. Now you can start making those key hires and, and growing. I love it. I love it. And it's so, it is so important to have all the pieces in it. And I know that some people are sitting here listening, going, oh my God, I can't add another thing to my plate right Mm -hmm. now. Well, you don't have to. It's just pieces that have to put together. Um, Get get really good at one thing and then add Mm -hmm. something else to it and then add something else to it and then add something else to it over time. And having the proper guide that understands that it is a complete package that needs to be done. And to put it out there is as plainly as possible, if you're not doing this, then you don't have a business, right? Because you need to have a constant stream of people coming through your door, you know, whatever door that is, making phone calls or opportunities. Otherwise, you know, you just kind of have a hobby that you got mm-hmm. paid with a couple times or not. But to have that consistent machine, it requires this kind of action and movement. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm a huge fan of understanding where the prospective buyers are in their journey. And, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, there's really only a small percentage that are ready to buy right now, right? Like Mm -hmm. today, like I need you now. An example for your vet, you know, oh, my dog's hurt or sick. I need you now. But if I don't need you now, how do I still make that journey, right, with that ideal prospect to get them in to buying when they are ready? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's uh, back to understanding, of course, your business, your customer life cycle. If you're selling food or a vet, you know, uh, maybe it's an emergency surgery or something, people that need you now that's going to dictate what channel you should cater to those folks on or advertise to them on. As an example, some are more long tail. They take longer amounts of time that cycles longer. And some are like right this second, whoever shows up first, I'm choosing that person. Mm-hmm. Um, so understanding, I guess the, the product and customer life cycle is going to be key to this since, since it's all customized, depending on what industry you're in, but the, the funnel and the value and the offer can still stand. And if you have a low cost, Last leader, somebody, some way to get those people into your funnel, um, gain permission, obviously, through digital rights and checkboxes and all these things. But to, to get them into a mailer campaign, you know, digital mailer, email automation, those things, man, so many of those things exist. And back to your point, business owners listening saying, I can't take on another thing. I'm already busy. If you can find a trustworthy partner, I'll just 
most agencies, ourselves included, we can we can execute all of the deliverables from strategy to development to design to SEO to SEM to sales automation for like one third the cost of one employee. And so if you can get somebody, yeah, so it's like, man, how much founder listening? How much is your time worth? If I wanted to pay you for consulting tomorrow, how much would you charge me an hour? And now look at how much time you're actually spending trying to learn a different industry. It's good for you to know marketing so that you can manage companies well. You need to know enough to be dangerous, right? But it's like, man, what if you could spend that time growing your company instead of doing monotonous work, right? Mm. So those are the things I really... I really think about, but creating that longer life cycle for prospects or future prospects, a community where you're not just asking them to buy all the time, that's the best way to ensure that your pipeline's always full because when you're ready to kick it back on, then you just start talking to the people you've already been talking to and, and throw out your offers. Love it. Love it. I love your methodology, Tyler. I mean, you really encompass the entire process of bringing business into your company. It's not just quote marketing, right? Or, or ads yeah, yeah. or SEO or funnels or whatever. It's, it's, it's the whole thing that is truly important. And it's so funny because I was just on a call today that we were talking about, you know, time, saving time. And if you, if you put 10 people, 10 employees into a room and for a meeting and you're trying to solve a problem, how much did it cost to put all those people in the room and how much did it save by solving that problem? You know, it might not even be the, the amount that, you know, it could have cost you 50,000 to put everybody in the room. And, and it's a, it's a $20,000 problem that you solved, you know? So where's the, yeah, where's the break right. even point on it? And it's, it's, it's interesting that, you know, every, every position that we have in our company is valuable. Time is money you know, the, the results that we want are, are more important than, than who's doing it. Right. And I think that if we have, and we partner and, you know, as today's economy, you know, the gig economy comes in, you don't have to hire people. You partner with professionals that can do it at a fraction of the time and a fraction of the cost than what it would take for you to try and hack your way through it yourself. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you wow. are you are spot on. <laughs> yeah, so. it's it's just hard to get that shift, and then until you start playing with the numbers in front of the business owner and go, okay, so you're 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 a you're five hundred dollars an hour, right? You know, and mm-hmm. it's going to take you twenty five hours to get this done. It'll take us, you know, five hours to get it done, and we're at this price point. Mm-hmm. Doesn't make sense, <laughs> you know. Nailed and it. I think that's yeah. I think that's some of the stuff that they need to really see to be able to do it. And then the ultimate is, you know, having the results that can come from it. And I think, I think the missing piece is the foundation and digging in and figuring out who you are, why you do what you do, who you serve, how to get them to, you know, connect with you on a dot that says, I choose you over, over everybody else. Yeah. Yeah. You nailed it. Yeah, the who you are, the foundation is always what's missing. It's just, we have a service or product we can sell. Let's throw traffic at it and hope, right? And yep. that's when you start going through multiple different companies and wondering what's going on. And, and, and why it fails. For, yeah, I nailed it. And some of those companies even, they don't know why. Genuinely, I, I know a lot of other SEOs. They're really great at SEO. They don't know full marketing strategy. 
they would have no idea. Sorry, you're showing up first. I don't know what to do. Like, yeah. So it's, yeah, there's, there's a lot more, um, you know, the, the person cleaning your home may not know how to be an electrician or plumber. You need specialized, you know, knowledge bases for these things that are necessary in your company. And, and it's not, it, there's a, I think there's a temptation or this story we tell ourselves, we want to save money. So let's have one person kind of try to do everything. A lot of people with assistants or, or otherwise, or that one employee that you dump everything on, it doesn't work. <laughs> it stresses everyone out. And then you get like 50% productivity uh, and quality. So uh, that is so true that when you have somebody do it, that that's not their lane, that's not their expertise, yeah. the quality, the production, the time produced to, to do it. And it never really quite nails what you intended mm -hmm. to, to do. So, mm -hmm. you know, go to, go to the experts. So speaking of experts, yeah. Tyler, where can listeners find out more about you, how to kind of structure this whole thing and, and get their business moving? Because again, if you're not growing, if you're not bringing in a consistent stream of, of leads and, and business coming in, you're dying. So we need yeah. you. Yeah, we use the same methodology to just an EOS grow or die. <laughs> so it's like um, you can reach out to me directly, Tyler at nuclearnetworking.com at any stage that you are at, which means just to be more clearly, it, there's no hard sale, nothing like that. I just like, I like educating. I like meeting business owners. Um, maybe this will be a good example. You can map our entire process of relational building but I, I would love to meet you and learn about what you're doing and happy to pitch in great free ideas. Love it. Love it. You know, and that's, that, that becomes the value position, right? Of how can you separate yourself from everybody else out there? You're following mm -hmm. your own recipe. How perfect is that? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> great. <laughs> great. Hey listeners, I hope you found a couple of ideas to put into your business that will help you be more profitable. And I know looking at, the way that you're doing marketing and and we all know i mean marketing the the failure rate on marketing and the probability of it succeeding because they're not doing it right is high right so why not you know wash your hands with with those that are trying to piecemeal it for you and come in and find somebody like tyler and, and nuclear networking that can help you put the pieces in place the right way build out a whole plan that can help you grow your business and create um, everything that you dreamed about when you wanted your business, more free time, more money, you know, all those great things. So I know that this is, this is the framework for it. So awesome. All right. So I want to share with you, don't forget, you know, I told you about it in the beginning. I need you guys to hold on to this calendar date of June 17th, 2023 because I've got an amazing business acceleration event coming on with three of my friends. We're all experts, we're all supporting each other. There's gonna be 12 costly profit killing mistakes that are stalling your growth and we're gonna share them with you. And you know what, like I said, if you just got one piece out of it, it's gonna be completely worth your time. So only two hours on that Saturday, join us please at joinaccelerateNow.com. I know you're going to get a lot of value out of it. It's, it's going to be a great Saturday to, to learn some good ideas. And Tyler and I would love to hear your feedback or questions that you have. So comment in the thread. Tell us what's going on, what's worked, what hasn't worked. 
tell us what your differentiation is. What makes you tick that you think would be attractive to your ideal customer? And Tyler will click up on it and tell you whether it's good, bad, change this, or have you thought about that kind of thing? So comment um, on today's show. And so that way we can help you with that. And while you're at it, subscribe. You don't want to miss future podcasts. And so Profit with a Plan, you can find on any of your favorite podcast players. And we're looking forward to more great profitable information on next week's show. So until then, make your plans and profit with them. Thanks so much, Tyler. This is super valuable. Thank you. I appreciate it.